Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Crypto Hipsters Podcast, where I interview founders and co-founders, entrepreneurs and artists, executives and stay-at-home hipsters in crypto and blockchain around the world. And I have an amazing podcast for you today. Let's get to it. And today I'm very excited to announce my guest, Matthijs De Vries. He is the Chief Technology Officer and Co-Founder of Alliance Block. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you today. Um, first question to kick things off is, is, what is your background and how does it relate to what you're doing now at Alliance Block? Yeah, so um, when I reached the age of around 11, um, I started to tinker with things like Visual Basic on uh, Windows computers. And uh, I quickly got hooked on creating applications that did all sorts of things and quickly got acquainted with HTML as well. And when I turned around 15, I started developing software and websites professionally already. And at age 19, I started my own business selling customized desktop computers to local entrepreneurs, while at the same time, I was leading the development of a full-blown workflow management suite and algorithm, uh, analytical algorithm in the field of veterinary diagnostics. And um, I was always trying out new technologies, especially exotic niche technologies. And when developers around me found a certain technology particularly challenging, it would motivate me even more to dive deeper into it and, and master it eventually. So uh, although, uh, although I grew into a, a manager, man managerial role at uh, a large enterprise in the meantime, I always kept thirsty for exciting new technologies. And um, this eventually brought me to the field of uh, AI. And where I, um, in, in, in this field of AI, I almost immediately got hooked and uh, um, introduced to blockchain. And um, this this became <laughs> this became <laughs> quite an addiction um, um, to learn more and more because the field seemed so simple as uh, at first you know you had Bitcoin and Ethereum in the media and uh, everybody knew more or less what they did um, but it became it became so so much more than that if you just read uh, read to into it into it a little bit more and the opportunities seemed almost endless um so we quickly became uh, part of the communities uh, first as simply as an investor but later also as a contributor um by helping others building dashboards prediction tools other community oriented tools and during this time i also quickly learned that uh, there is a lot to improve in the industry which became even more clear during the ico boom in 2017. Uh, so in 2018 i met one of my co-founders uh, the ceo Offline's blog, Rashid Ajaja, in uh, a Telegram group, and um, together we 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 quickly quickly learned that we are completely in line with um, what's what's currently uh, or back then happening in the blockchain industry and what definitely needs to be improved. And uh, that day, Alliance Block basically came to life. And currently at Alliance Block, I'm able to constantly feed that hunger for working with cutting edge technologies on a daily basis surrounding myself uh, with the people that having that exact same hunger and I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Great. So one of the projects that um, I see a lot of uh, fellow uh, 
link enthusiasts, I'm one of them, uh, talk about on Twitter is Alliance Block. And um, it's one of the projects that I haven't quite gotten my hands around. So I'm happy to talk to you today and learn more. Uh, first question I have is what is Alliance Block and how are you building your company for the future at this time? Yeah, sure. Um, so at the heart of Alliance Block is our vision to connect traditional finance markets or TradFi with decentralized and digital asset markets, or DeFi, bringing new financial opportunities to both worlds and building the foundation for the next generation of investment banking. So we have decided to divide our blockchain agnostic layer two protocol into multiple modules. And each model is capable of being a standalone product generating its own revenue and with its own targeted market niche. However, each model module fully interconnects with the rest of the ecosystem in order to create the world's first globally compliant and decentralized capital market, which will provide the first fully audited and regulatory compliant gateway for retail, institutional and professional investors alike. So we've defined the following seven modules. The cross-border regulatory compliance rule engine, a compliant peer-to-peer and NFT lending, borrow and investment protocol, which was recently announced as the Alliance Block Funder product, uh, an on-chain investment data API, the DeFi investment terminal, the derivative and structured product pricing engine and risk analytics, trustless KYC, AML, and identity verification, and of course, the recently announced data tunnel of which the uh, uh, MVP version was released uh, very recently. So we have uh, quite a big office in the Utrecht in, uh, in the Netherlands where uh, our developer teams, including me, is uh, uh, situated. Um, however, we are spread out throughout all of Europe, uh, team members in Poland, France, Switzerland, etc. Um, so we communicate well through Slack, daily calls, working agile through scrum boards. Um, but you know, when you're working on decentralized products, it's easy to work in a decentralized manner. Great. And I saw today you have an announcement regarding the data tunnel with Ava Labs. Um, and uh, so that goes into the one. Um, could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so the data tunnel was released, uh, um, the, the MVP version of the data tunnel was released uh, this morning, and um, it's a very important milestone uh, for bridging DeFi with TradFi. And um, the data tunnel, it's, uh, it's now released on the Ethereum network, uh, leveraging uh, the technology of one of our partners, uh, Ocean Protocol. And uh, the data tunnel is uh, eventually meant to be chain as much chain agnostics uh, as possible. Um, so other blockchain projects or other blockchain networks um, will be supported in upcoming releases. And um, we are uh, ultimately right now it's a data tunnel that um, helps decentralized access to um, large sets of data. Uh, in any kind of format, in a predictable predictable output format that is easy to integrate in software systems. But ultimately, we are working towards uh, a solution that we call the so-called Oracle of Oracles that will uh, aggregate data from, for example, Chainlink, API3, Covalent, uh, DIA, Parsec, and will be able to feed this to smart contracts and enhance this data even 
and more and feed it back to the uh, Oracle providers uh, it's, itself again, uh, creating basically a loop of data which is continuously enhanced and uh, traced. Excellent. I want to thank you for explaining this to me from because of what I understand is I have been traditionally like in investing in um, protocols or in specific infrastructures and what you're building seems to me to be an entire ecosystem. Is that right? True. That's that's completely correct. Yeah, the it's it's fundamental actually to what we are doing in order to bridge uh, decentralized finance with traditional finance. Um, so when we talk about the technology uh, that we use as a solution to create this bridge, we are uh, talking about the protocol that is consisting out of three layers. Uh, it's a layer two uh, blockchain agnostic solution. Um, but just this technology alone, created by Alliance Block, uh, used by Alliance Block, uh, will not bridge DeFi with TradFi. Uh, it will need uh, a solid foundation of partnerships in order to provide their services on this protocol to each other uh, from, from both traditional and decentralized industries in order to make this bridge a success. Because um, ultimately, we are bridging a complete industry with another industry, and we are not breaching one industry with Alliance Block. So the ecosystem of partnerships that we create is extremely important to achieve this goals. So let's talk about that bridge a little bit further and dive a little bit deeper into DeFi. You said there, it's a bridge between traditional finance and decentralized finance through the creation of the first compliant capital market. So what makes that market compliant? Yeah, so one of the biggest problems that currently hinder institutional money to come to the decentralized world or uh, hinder investment in security tokens is compliance with regulations. But most importantly, blockchain-based implementations offer no recourse or dispute mechanisms. Now, uh, imagine, for example, a regulatory and compliance layer that is plugged into the central security repository or the CSD. Um, and when you, for example, have a share sitting on that CSD, you create a token. See it as a der derivative of those shares. So this token can then be traded in a decentralized market. And at each transfer, it will communicate with that CSD. As a result, each trade will be compliant. But the cross-border regulatory checks are done pre-trade. Like this, institutional deals with the security as they always do. But there is now this extra layer that benefits from blockchain. And this is just one step to bridge those two worlds, traditional finance and decentralized finance. And it's part of the core solution that we are proposing. So there are many projects out there that are currently offering so-called bridge between DeFi and TradFi. But they then only continue to focus on either improving liquidity or improving interoperability. And these are definitely issues that need to be resolved or addressed in order to bridge DeFi with TradFi but will definitely not be enough in order to realize a true bridge between the two. And in order to be successful in this ambition, you also need to look into regulations, data provision, uh, identity verifications, etc. And this is why a protocol is so needed. It doesn't just focus on one thing, focus on all those issues that currently hinder and plague TradFi entry into DeFi. So I, I, I got it, I get it. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I didn't understand how it's getting to see this picture. Um, and I, I know in order to have 
what you're building works, you need, you know, critical and important partnerships um, all around. So how do you, how have you forged those partnerships and, and, and what, how do they benefit, you know, working with your organization? Yeah, so um, in the past half year, we have uh, definitely worked really hard on building solar partnerships. And uh, as I said before, we like to call this network of, of partnership of Alliance Block, the Alliance Block ecosystem, uh, as it's fundamental uh, fundamental to reach our goals, right? Um, and each partner is a very meaningful addition to the ecosystem in our protocol. So for example, Chainlink, API3, uh, Covalent, Ocean, DIA, and Parsec, they are all hugely important for the data tunnel in order to eventually become the so-called Oracle of Oracles. Um, but other strong partnerships that are worth mentioning, of course, are Quant, Orion, Rampify, Rich Mutual, and of course, uh, today's announcement of Avalanche Labs. Um, of course, you know, being part of the London Stock Exchange Group's partner platform com comes also with a really wide array of new possibilities that in itself is already a huge milestone in reaching decentralized finance with traditional finance. And, 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 and how are we able to forge those partnerships with um, all these really strong projects is because they see this need to bridge decentralized finance with traditional finance. And they also see that this cannot be done by one entity alone. Okay, shifting gears. So let's shift the gears a, bit, um, a, a minute. You know, one of the things that interests me about you is that you have a background in veterinary diagnostics, uh, diagnostics, right? Uh, you sure. said that, uh, you know, with COVID-19 affecting the world, it's still running rampant through some European countries right now. You know, um, one of the areas that veterinary diagnostics uh, touches is precision medicine. What lessons could you take from examining, you know, um, breakthroughs in precision medicine that could, um, you know, lessons that could you could take in Alliance Block moving forward and applying that to creating a, a global um, decentralized society? Actually, this is super interesting that you brought this up specifically. Um, and, and looking back at my work creating software and algorithms in the veterinary diagnostics field, there are a few um, quite huge takeaways and problems that are still very relevant today. And this still partially drive me to what I'm doing to this day. So take the field of veterinary diagnostics or any diagnostics in general. It first needs to be funded largely in order to go through many years of R&D with risks of leading nowhere. And then when the R&D leads to something, a product needs to be developed from the research that doesn't only produce consistent and predictable output, but can also be easily reproduced. And then facing fierce competition or pressure from current events, now like COVID-19, uh, but back then things like mad cow disease and foot of mouth disease, things that I was working on, uh, you have to work on continuously improving your product, make it, product, uh, uh, make it produce less waste, be more accurate, have a quicker time to produce the results. Um, the same dynamic is valid for the tech, tech industry, basically, especially for tech startups working on cutting edge uh, technology innovations, for example, in the blockchain industry. Um, and for the blockchain, in, blockchain industry, specifically in bull markets, we see many projects easily raising funds with almost, without almost any accountability. 
In a bear market, serious projects that are open to be held accountable completely have almost no way to raise funds, have a much higher probability to fail, even though they have a much better team, much better fundamental uh, fundamentals than projects that have raised large sums of money in better times. And unfortunately, it's that widespread lack of accountability that is contributing to the start of bear markets in the first place. And that's why we believe milestone-based financing as one of the pillars going forward, for example, in the Alliance Block Funded product, will be an important part of uh, the Alliance Block ecosystem. Uh, and another very important thing is data, actually. So when I was leading the development of the veterinary, uh, veterinary diagnostic software, data was essential to deter determine the success of the diagnostic product and the software itself. Having the right data was crucial for the European Union approvals, feeding data warehouses to keep archives of each run, and of course, for the detection of a positive uh, um, result during the run itself. Um, but yeah, all data can be eventually tampered with. So a centralized anti-tampering mechanism was added to combat this back then. Today, data plays an even larger role in our lives. It's not only everywhere around us, um, produced by uh, the news, uh, social media, and even by our friends to get us to form opinions about current events. And uh, take, take definitely COVID-19 in this example. There have been many cases of false data going around to social media that try to push people in an either pro or against stance with regards to the virus. And this is exactly why the Alliance Block Data Tunnel that was uh, of which the, the MVP version was released this morning is so extremely important because our data tunnel allows, allows to hold the verifiable truthful source of the data, track all access to this data, provide the consumer of this data to see the potential evolution of the data, for example. Great. Um, you said a key word there, and the key word you said there was accountability. Mm -hmm. And yeah. You know, let's talk about the elephant in the room in the bull market. Um, and that is this concept of blockchain ethics. What are some of the benefits and some of the dangers of combining artificial and human intelligence and accountability um, to obtain, and I read this in your, in your documentation, the wisdom of the crowd, yeah. building ethical infrastructures and accountable ecosystems? Yeah, so um, I think an easy example would, would be to talk about uh, DAOs, the decentralized autonomous organizations. So um, nowadays, huge leap, uh, leaps forwards have been made with so-called DAOs, uh, because DAO allows organizations to be controlled by the crowd, so to speak, uh, by introducing intricate voting and reward mechanisms, right? Um, and but some problems with DAOs that we are currently working on at Alliance Block is that there is no straightforward, straightforward way to ensure unique and verified identities of the DAOs participants without com compromising anonymity of those participants. So we see a huge need for our trustless identity verifications in order to make sure participants of DAOs, but also, for example, IDOs and traders of decentralized exchanges are not on any sanction list, are from whitelisted jurisdictions, and are who they say they are without needing to share this information with any of the participants involved in this ecosystem. 
Another thing that we are addressing is the implementation of something like a reputation score, where participants of DAO-like structures are constantly, constantly rated based on how and what they exactly contribute to the ecosystem. And this ultimately creates a more fair and patent mechanism. Awesome. So, um, you know, examining sort of current fair ecosystem, examining the global landscape right now, you know, um, looking at that crowd and, and mostly a lot of people have been displaced with traditional, you know, um, structures somewhat, you know, depending where you are, ravaged. There's a now a need more than ever for entrepreneurs to step up and build. Um, how can entrepreneurs in technology or innovation now compete or partner with large traditional companies, right, to build a better decentralized future? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, fortunately, there are already a lot of entrepreneurs adequately competing with large traditional companies. Um, and what, what we see happening often uh, that contributes to the success of those companies is not to try to disrupt an entire market or even a whole process, but just a part of it. So focus on, on one thing insanely well, do it better than anybody else, and large traditional comp companies eventually have to follow suit. Uh, secondly, it's important to accept that you will not be able to do it alone, like uh, with our ecosystem. Seeking and seeking and building strong alliances is fundamental. Even between large traditional organizations and startups, a lot of magic can happen, which is more and more embraced by large enterprises. Fortunately, uh, you you can see this back in in, in spin spin-offs being created that were incubated in-house of large enterprises. Uh, these are not the exception anymore, and definitely contribute to to a better future in this respect. Um, and and between decentralized and centralized world there is still a huge gap in order for both worlds to uh, worlds to work together efficiently and this is why a compliant bridge between the two is so important it allows entrepreneurs small startups to interact with large traditional organizations by basically giving them a head start on all those difficult and expensive stuff uh, to implement their process technologies more easily and cheaper um, so that they have um, a quicker time to market, um, which allows them to more easily compete with these larger traditional organizations. Well, you said it there, you know, there is a gap, right? There's a gap today um, between, you know, the two. And I understand that building a compliant, decentralized marketplace, what you're building doesn't really happen overnight. It's a process and a journey, um, you know, I think those who will be benefiting the most probably are our children. And um, so what do you think uh, the skills that our children need to start learning now so that that decentralized future they can live into and be successful and live into abundance? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I'm, myself, I'm a huge proponent of giving children access to technology-related education, um, especially in the fields of software development and at as an early age as 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 possible virtually every career path has or at least in a very near future will have large dependence on technology and technology today is so much more than an isolated career path it is driving virtually all innovation and it will accelerate all future uh, uh, scientific discoveries at a rate we have never ever experienced before 
And teaching software development to children at a really young age doesn't mean those children will need to eventually become software developers, but they will have definitely have an easier time at all the right tools to being part of that future disruptions that are all yet to come. So what kind of what kind of skills do you think do we need artificial intelligence or smart cities or what what technology skills specifically do you think that that they will, will benefit them? It's just any software development skills. It will uh, ultimately contribute to any field of interest that the children will eventually develop on their own through school, high school, uh, uh, university studies, specializing in, in, in a specific kind of field while having a generic background in software development, whether it's through smart contract development, whether it's through, through uh, website development, um, they will have this, this unique skill set that will help them um, think just a little bit differently than other people that will allow them to be part of that solution for future disruptions um in, in 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 instead of be the one the the one onlooker standing on the side um uh, only wit witnessing everything happening around them changing i couldn't agree more you know um i uh i have a liberal arts degree undergrad and i rely on that all the time even though they say you can't get a job in liberal arts it's important for the way of thinking and the computer skill what do you think that, that that's going to be the, the core skill um, that people are going to, that kids are going to need? Exactly. Exactly. This. Yeah. Awesome. So I want to thank you very much for your time. So I have one more question. Uh, it's been a privilege, a privilege. Yeah. It's been a privilege and an honor <laughs> to, to interview for you me, today. I really love your questions, man. They're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so my last question is this is very simple. How can people find out more information about you and Alliance Block and how they can, how can they contact you? Um, so we are completely transparent uh, about our team, our contact details, including phone number, LinkedIn profiles on our website. Um, it's uh, uh, to be found on allianceblock.io. Um, if you want to have a chat with, uh, with the team or our community, I happily invite you to our Telegram channel. Um, yeah, I can't wait to meet you there, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed, absolutely. Um, thank you very much for your time today.